Today's Your Stories is brought to you by Podcast Movement. Looking to start a podcast of your own? This year, Podcast Movement, the world's largest podcaster conference, will be in Chicago. Learn more at podcastmovement.com and use code CPC to save $30 off registration. Thanks, Podcast Movement. This is a song called The History of Tenacious D. And it's not just a list of bullshit that we've done in the past. It's a chronicling of our rise to power. We ride with kings on mighty steeds across the devil's plain. We've walked with Jesus and his cross. He did not die in vain, no! We've run with wolves. Hey, everybody! Welcome to another Our Stories. It's like your stories, but you're listening to us. And us is members of the Nerdalogs. I'm Eric Arnault. I host this. And I'm here with the two... I don't know. Well, let's just go, let's go this way. This is, uh, the founder of the Nerdalogs and one of the co-managers, in quotes. Who are you? Uh, Kevin Reader! Hey, yeah! And that's Kevin's theme song that everybody knows if you've been following our history, which is what this episode is about. But before we get into that, uh, on my other side, we have the other, in quotes, co-manager and the, the most second most senior member now, I realize, today. So that really makes sense. And who are you? Musical guest, Joe Gennaro! So the musical guest doesn't have a music sting, though. No. you don't want to ruin the actual music. Right. We okay. I play music. I don't have people play music for me. Okay. So about... 35 minutes into this, we're going to take a break and we'll hear your first song of the night. Right, and then, yeah, and then like 20 minutes later again. Okay, great, after update. But if we watch it on the internet, we might not see you. Yeah, it depends on the clearance issues. My my stylings are not available in all regions. Oh, man. Yeah. You got to get some better A&R deals worked out. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, first, I need to learn what A&R means. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I was, for a few months, I was, I was hanging out with a girl who was in A&R, and like, I still don't know that I know exactly what she does, and she'd like, try to tell me, and I'd be like, oh, so you're like a coach for bands? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, it means something in representation. It's like helping bands get media exposure. So oh. I think that's who would like, deal with their rights to like, SNL and stuff. Okay. That makes I sense. Think, that yeah. is what I need. A better one of those. Yeah, better. Right, right, now now I, right now I have zero. <laughs> yeah. So any, any is the start. Yes, that's 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 the next step. Yeah. Yeah. And then the better one. Yes. Is step two. My goal is always has always been to get an A R and R and then drop it for a better one. Oh yeah. 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 So you're like uh, you're like Tom Petty and in Into the Great Wide Open. Your A and R man said he don't hear a single. That's a reference probably lost on most people. I am most people. <laughs> Second. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, most people in this room did not get that. Yeah. I wonder if my dog did. She's a big Tom Petty fan. <laughs> anyway, so we're here today to talk about, like I said, the history of the Nerdalogs, and, and why are we doing that? Well, so we're about six years old. Six years old in May, right, Kevin? Uh, yeah. Technically, in February, if you want to talk about when people started gathering together to talk about stuff, oh, but... The first show was, yeah, I think it was a Saturday in May. Yeah, June Studios, yeah. which is confusing because it should have been in June. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the shows were in June. Then we had our June show at May Studios. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we're, we're six years old and we decided, you know, we, we've had um, some really good successes over the past few years and maybe it's time to kick things up a notch. So we all went and got married to each other. That was step one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And step two is we launched a, a crowdfunding campaign to kind of help us do what we've been doing and to push us into doing bigger and better things. And so that is on a site called Patreon. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, but mostly we want to tell our story today. 
So, uh, I mean, how should we get into this? I, I don't know. Like, like Kevin, you're the you're the founder. Why don't you talk about the genesis of the group? Yeah, Where did this sure. come from? <laughs> Start up the car. <laughs> We're gonna drive down memory lane. <laughs> There's some bad drivers on memory lane. <laughs> hey, get out of my way! What are you doing to my memories? Get out of here! Is Jerry Seinfeld the one driving us around? <laughs> What's the deal? Why are you driving around here? <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I realized that I'm like the shock jock guy, like, <laughs> the sounds guy right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like the morning zoo. Yeah, the really bad sound guy. Oh boy, we got a lot of stuff going on out there. A whole bunch of planes flying by. <laughs> <laughs> That is also an interesting plane sound. <laughs> is somebody making a smoothie? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a blizzard out there. <laughs> you know, like if morning disc jockeys only did uh, it, like structure their show around impressions that they could for sure do. Yeah, like, like here's I, my I, limited skill set. I can do these three sounds. Yeah. I'm going to come up with a million different things with these sounds. Yeah. It's radio, though. They can't see it. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah, it all seems real. It sounds very authentic. So we're definitely making people want to give us money right now. <laughs> we can develop better sound effects. Uh, sorry, this is an early Saturday morning. We each have a couple donuts in us. I think we're all just like sugar high right now. Yeah, that's so. definitely true. Um, yeah, what? I guess the best place to start is the beginning. How did it all start, man? Uh, well, you know, it was six years ago. A lot of people that I knew and was hanging out with, we had all recently moved to Chicago. To pursue comedy. Ooh. I don't know what exactly that means, but like to do improv, to do sketch, to to do a lot of different things. And and so we were all just sort of lost. We didn't know what it looked like, how to navigate the waters. Like, how do you start doing it in a big city? We'd all been from small colleges or relatively large colleges, however you want to go about it. But Chicago seemed big and scary and nebulous and... Um, and so a bunch of us got together and we did a few different sketch comedy projects. Um, and out of one of the one one day, we were all sitting around and uh, everybody nobody was writing anything. <laughs> so I was trying to give people prompts and like, how do you bring something to the table? And I was like, okay, well, if I give everybody a prompt, we'll take a little bit of time to write. And so everybody wrote stories about themselves, and then we shared those. And man, we were laughing harder at those stories than we ever did at anything we... Any sketches that we wrote. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh man, this is really funny. (laughs) What if we took these stories, or some of these stories, and then we supplemented sketches around that, and I think it would really... You know, I really thought that it would draw people in and give it some heart and and some weight, and you would care about the performers, and then hopefully the weird shit that we would do on stage would be funnier, and you would care a little bit more about the stuff. Um, and so, sort of from that room, I was like, well, who are the people I really like, and what unifies us and brings us together, and wouldn't it be fun to just do a show of these stories with friends that I care about, and then we we might have a a better theme or a better idea rather than just random sketch comedy, which there's nothing wrong with it. Random sketch comedy. Uh, But it was just, 
it seemed it seemed important. It seemed more important to share those stories that we all had at the time than than it did to do anything else. And so, you know, I kind of was like, oh, who do I like? Who's who's hanging out? Who would be really great at this? And um, and we were all sort of nerds in our own weird ways. And that there there it became, you know, and we sat around for I don't know six months or so writing and sharing more stories and then we, we did a show and that show became another show <laughs> <laughs> right because we were all like that was fun let's do another one and then that show became a group and then that group I think became a family in a weird way and then some people left and others would come and you know, and here we are today. <laughs> is that good? Is that a good yeah. background a little bit? Yeah. I think it is because I think, like, the, the cool thing about that is that the heart of the group has always been an honest storytelling. Like, no matter what form we take, because we, we definitely are not a, quote, sketch group anymore. Like, we do that, but we do lots of things. But yeah. I like to think there's honesty in everything we do, and I'm, it's cool that it came from that. And neither Joe nor I were in the group at the time. Kevin is the only original member who still has... I, I don't know, active, active status, yeah. <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. Obviously, we've codified how the group runs at this point. But. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we had to. I mean, uh, I, I'm sure that we'll fill in the, the gap in between, but that was mm. that was six years ago, so that was yeah. like 2010. 2010, yeah. yeah. Uh, last mm. year in 2015, we became incorporated. We became an LLC, so we had to write out <laughs> an operating agreement and determine who make, what, what makes you an active member of the group, can you be an inactive member? You know, what happens when you leave? What happens? We had to come up with all of these different scenarios that luckily, knock on wood, we haven't had to figure out before. Like, well, what if we want to kick somebody out? Yeah. Like, and we haven't had to figure that out since either. Exactly. <laughs> so everybody sure. knows we haven't kicked anybody For out. Sure. Um, but yeah, like we, so Kevin is the only active member per our <laughs> operating agreement. Um, but luckily there, there's still a lot of people who have been in the group previously that still help out in the in ways without yeah. without even being an active member because yeah. because I, I think family is a really good word for for the group that we've built it's something that you feel invested in that you you have a personal sense of of ownership yeah. over um that, that you know that you're you're sharing with these people that you ha- have created things with um I was going to use the word empire, but I'll take family. <laughs> I think we're a family empire. Yeah, like yeah. the carpet. I mean, like the carpet store. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I think that's... I, I don't know. If I think there's anything that we can share sort of with people today if they're interested in sort of process or the creative process or what it means to try to start a thing and, and make it last, you know, I think we can sort of explore that, you know, that... We came together sort of out of choice, you know, that everybody in some way was a friend before that we decided to work together on stuff. And I think that makes that relationship a little bit stronger, that we all came together for our own intrinsic purpose, and that was to share stories and tell jokes and create fun things together. And, you know, when you when you come into something on the same page a little bit more, I think it makes it easier to have... Sometimes those harder discussions, you yeah. know, when normally you've probably had deep discussions with people beforehand. And so in some ways it's, 
maybe to an outside person, it might be a scarier scenario <laughs> to be in. You know, there's not necessarily clear lines of like who's in charge or how do we get stuff done. Um, but <laughs> so it's weird to think of it as a business, even though yeah. we, we have an LLC and we definitely do things and make quote unquote money on things, <laughs> but. Uh, Which is a relatively recent development yeah. of the uh, of the group for a long time, yeah. and I mean, like Eric said, Eric and I weren't part of the group to begin with. I went to June Studios, so I did I. Saw that show <laughs> and, and loved the, it. That just occurred to me that we probably are the only two other members who were at that first show. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. And then oh. I saw the Skybox show. Whoa. I um, missed that one. Mm. I got I got selected to be the made up superhero. Oh wow! Yeah, that was so, great. Uh, there was somebody in the back like making costumes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've been a, I've been at every I think I've been at every Chicago show the Nerdalogs have had. Wow. Um, first as an audience member, then as a cast member, because it was mm. I think it was right after that one that. Um, yeah, that's that's when the the group started to first change and people yeah. were leaving. Um, the the group needed extra bodies to go to <laughs> New York, um, and uh, Chris Geiger, one of the other uh, founders uh, from the beginning, um, sent out an email to myself, Claire Friedman, and Steve Persh, and framed it like uh, giant size X Men, <laughs> and was like, look. Alright, the real X-Men, like the original X-Men are in trouble. We need <laughs> Nightcrawler, Colossus, and Storm right now. Please help us. And of course, I was so excited. Um, I couldn't wait to... To, to be Storm. <laughs> <coughs> sure. I mean, sure. Mistress of the Elements? Like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, um, incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, uh, I have a minor case of claustrophobia, so <laughs> it works out. Um, Does Storm have that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Um... Yeah, I've always just been so impressed and so in love with the group because it's been so honest. Um, having having the monologues be part of the show, I mean, that's what made it a nerdalogue show. Um, theming the, the monologues and the sketches together and the, the songs, if there were any. And <clears throat> one of the things that I learned very early on joining this group is that everybody's a nerd. You know, I think... Uh, for a long time, that was kind of a uh, uh, a derogatory word meant mm-hmm. for somebody with pocket protectors and thick black glasses, and somebody who does well in school. Um, but it's it's really it, it speaks to how deeply you love something. Uh, you can nerd out over something. Uh, Mary Beth is a baseball nerd. She knows stats, you know, top top to bottom of the order, and other things about baseball that even I can't adequately explained in this moment (laughs) um and you know hearing former members talk about um the engineering flaws of the death star or uh kevin talk about the um uh difference between paleontology and archaeology he's 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 super triggered um and just, you know, you can be a nerd about anything, and that's one of the really cool things that I've learned, and one of the cool things that doing shows, um, it's always been through the filter of do something we like, do what makes us laugh, chances are other people are going to like it. We, we've never tried to think like, oh, what is the audience going to love? Well, you know, what's really going to get a big pop? It's like, 
I think this is hilarious. We're going to put it in. And sure enough, after every show, somebody in Never Fails comes up and is like, oh my god, I've had that same thought. Or like, that's so cool. Like, I, I love that. Um, and that, that's really been, I think, one of the guiding principles of how we choose what to do and how to do it. That's so interesting because that's kind of the same dynamic Kevin was talking about internally. It's like you, you thread this line between like uh, accessibility and like, um, I don't know, like closeness almost. Like, I think we try to write sketches. Like, we don't, it's been a rule in the group forever. Like, don't end a sketch on a reference. Don't really even premise a sketch on a reference. Like, uh, which, when I first went to see the Nerdalogs, I, I owned a comic book store at the time, and Kevin was like, oh, you gotta come check out this show. And even though it was before the time of, like, Chris Hardwick, I was a little suspicious. I was like, oh, is this just gonna be, like, pandering? Like, is this just gonna be, like, references and all that? And it's not at all. Like, it does, it feels so honest, and I think that's what's so cool about the group, too, is, like, it is what we like, and then the the thing is, like, how do you translate that to something that hopefully other people will like? Like, you have to find the bridge between it feeling like an in-joke and then everybody feels in on it, right? Which that, I think that was the best review we ever got was for Lord of the Wrigley, which I know is not anyone's favorite show, really. But that was a really nice line in one of the reviews, which was, uh, you know, the Nerdalogs, it feels like a 45-minute in-joke that everybody is a part of. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a really good description. Yeah. yeah. That, whoever wrote that review understood what we were about. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, like to me that was the magic of like community too is it was so like the the show community it's so like referential but you get it you know it's not just like I'm trying to think of like a a bad example that exists in pop culture the, I mean there's hundreds of YouTube videos that are, are just like here's a sketchy premise you know like Superman and Batman but they're versing each other with rock and sock and robots or something like that's not what Nerdalogs is about you know yeah because there's no honesty in that Probably. The the thing that we tried to do with that first show, and it's so cool to, you know, I, I'm like, I knew you guys were there. We've talked about it before, but I don't know if we've talked about it a lot. But the thing that we really tried to do is create an environment that people could hang out in, that there was a show, but then afterwards we all just hung out and partied a little bit and played video games. And so we brought in all of our weird nerd shit that we had around our house and we made it feel like the basement that you'd be hanging out in and that was a really or you know or now just conversely all of our apartments but yeah <laughs> but at the time it was really important to be like oh let's create a place that is that feels safe and fun and that we can all hang out in and i don't know i'm just curious to see like what you guys thought of that first show and how it affected you and, and that sort of thing um i've never described it as such but i think calling it like a basement is exactly what it was. There was a cooler of beer. Yeah. There yeah. was like a couple Super Nintendos and Sega Genesis. 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 Thank you. <laughs> um, hooked up. Uh, I remember I played Mortal Kombat, like the original Mortal Kombat, and it was awesome. Mm -hmm. There were like comic books strewn about. Um, I think you programs? got those from my shop, actually. Yeah. 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 Was that when the programs were comic books too? Yeah. 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 Um, it was great. Yeah. It felt like. I had never been to June Studios before. In fact, I've never been back. I should. But, and it doesn't exist anymore, so well, you can't. Well, then I'll never fulfill my dream. <laughs> um, but as soon as I walked in, I felt like it was a familiar place. I felt yeah. very comfortable. Agree. Um, there, there wasn't like a sense of... I don't know. Sometimes when you go to shows and it's just like you don't know what to expect, there's like a little ball of anxiety in you, especially yeah. if it's like, oh, I don't know who else is going to be there. Like... When you're involved in the Chicago comedy community, you're you're very like aware of just 
every aspect of like going places and, and mm-hmm. shows and stuff like that. Um, but just going there, it just felt great. It was awesome. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I I remember just thinking it was. I don't know, maybe revolutionary is a little, is a little bit of an exaggeration, a little hyperbole, but like, it, it was like nothing I had ever seen before. Um, I think in person or elsewhere. I thought that the contrasts of the show were really wonderful. That's what sold me, is the fact that you could go from a really absurd sketch to like a very raw monologue, which is something I think our shows have retained. And sometimes the rawness gets put into the sketch content now. Um, that, uh, for anyone who saw our, this was, I think, our last sketch show that wasn't a, a rehash, the, the, um, pack show that we did as Claire's last show. I keep thinking about that Ghosts of New York sketch, the 9-11 sketch, mm. which, like, generated discussion as far as, is this too much? It was about, you know, four ghosts of fictional characters comparing, you know, how they died in Metropolis and Man of Steel or New York and Avengers, and then a ghost who died in 9-11 in the real world. And I, I think, I mean, obviously that's fantasy, but it's got that kind of emotional realism that I I found in that first show, too, of, like, people are just... I hate the term, like, no filter, because it implies, like, some shock jock bullshit, but there isn't a lot of filter in a nerdalog show. It's mm-hmm. kind of our Your Stories principle, too. Like, anything is on the table as long as you're honest and respectful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the the difference is when it's... Um, when people come to Your Stories, it's, it's one person's message. So. Yeah. It, they they make sure it's something they're comfortable with, and the only difference is as a sketch group, we uh, we're not like necessarily filtering for content or like trying to make something cert, um, necessarily more palatable, but we always do check in with the group to make sure we're all okay with totally. just the way that stuff is. Oh yeah, it's still I mean it's still edited as any you know produced yeah. thing should be, but it, I don't think that takes away from the emotional impact of of the creation of it. No, it almost enhances it. You know, like, I think we do, because, as Kevin said, we are a family, I feel like we've always worked really well together in the sketch creation process, even though sometimes it's been hectic, which I, there, you know, there's like a period of six to eight months when we did a new show every month, and I really like that, and other people <laughs> didn't as much, but even though it was stressful, like, I thought, you know, we're, I thought we got really good at just making shows that worked, and part of the magic of it was, you know, the ephemerality of, here's a show we did in three weeks, we're playing it once, and then it's done, but... That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that really felt like our own version of, you know, what a what a Saturday Night Live would be. Right. Yeah. It was as much as we could give having, like, full-time jobs, yeah. but it, yeah. it did feel like that. <laughs> well, and, you know, and I, you know, as people listen to this, I think that's an important thing to, to reach out to them. I, this is sort of our NPR pledge drive if we were having one right yeah. now. Yeah, like we're our, on the phone banks. <laughs> our call to arms, if it were, but... Um, that, that's the try, that's the energy that we try to put into everything that we do. Um, I, I think across the board that the moment that you do something or you pick up something that we've made or created, hopefully it does feel like an inside joke that you're a part of and that you're really warmed and welcomed with like a big hug that you know that like these people are, we could be your friends and we, I, we often have that discussion of like what a fan is versus what a friend is, yeah. and we try to treat people like friends over maybe what a fan would be, um, which can be a little bit more exhausting sometimes. It's a, it's a much more personal uh, connection with the people, but it, that's important to us in the things that we do and create. Be it a podcast, be it a be it a game night, be it a be it a game, be it a storytelling night. You know. Yeah. 
I think we want to achieve that with everything we do. Yeah, I think we we have a history of putting our whole selves into the things that we do, which can sometimes <laughs> leave us very tired, sure. uh, very uh, broke, <laughs> very um, mm-hmm. just raw emotionally like some yeah. some of the some of the biggest debates that i've had have even been part of this group trying to figure out a direction we want to take a show or something or like whether they're ATATs or adats uh, <laughs> obviously they're ATATs. obviously because yeah. atsts is not an adset right yeah there's no i mean that shouldn't be a debate but some no, people sh- are just yeah silly. starting to sound like dog commands <laughs> that's it ac's <laughs> <laughs> very confused yeah. oh, um yeah, because we, we just want to do, we've always wanted to do the best that we can. And we we know that um, the people who choose to come out to our shows or choose to consume our podcasts or our videos, there's a million choices that they have. Yeah. Oh, um, and we, we appreciate it so, so much whenever somebody chooses to consume one of the things that we've produced um, or, or spend their time or their money to come see a show that we are saying, yes, this will be worth it. Please trust us. Come. And yeah. I think most of the, I think almost all of the time we've been accurate in that assessment. Um, at least I hope, but it's, I think it's because we, we do really, really, really want it to be the best that it can be. Um, I remember I spent $90 on a lacrosse helmet for the character of Bootcut, who was in one sketch in a show. Which is a shame. He deserves to come back. I don't know where that lacrosse helmet is anymore. um, But I was just like, oh, obviously this is the right piece that he needs to become a full character on stage. Mm. Um, Or I remember before we went to PAX the first year, I remember we had a print-and-play version of Fisticuffs that I meticulously cut out each of the 100 cards so it would fit in a sleeve with a magic card mm-hmm. and turns out my first pass um, I made them too tall so I had to go back and cut every card <laughs> just a little bit down and I was like oh this is what I have to do to make this right it's, yeah. it's no choice about it like this is just what is required to make sure I, I, I nail this and that we, we do this in the best way possible yeah. I also feel like it's kind of an egalitarian message not to get too high minded about it but like I mean, if if Kevin and the other founding members hadn't made friends out of fans, Kevin would be the only person left in the group right now, you know? Like, I think the point is, like, anybody can do these things, and it it helps so much to have a community of like-minded people, but, like, I mean, that's, that's what I feel so much of your stories, and honestly, when I look back at the podcast, like, the stories that I remember most are not from people in the group. They're from people who, you know, have decided to take that stage either because they're our friend or because they just the opportunity spoke to them. And, and I mean, everybody has stories to tell, and I think we're just lucky that we found, you know, five other people that want to help us tell the stories that we care about right now. Yeah, it's true. And I think it's important to highlight of how much we like to celebrate what other people do as well. And I think that's a lot of the reason why, like, your stories have become so foundational and important to the things that we do. But... You know, for a long time, we were always looking for those opportunities of like, how do we build people up? That was that was a, a founding sort of saying. Like, we always try to build people up and not tear anyone down. Yeah, and that's I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, I, so I totally if, agree. If y'all got a game or something, y'all want some other people to play, let us know. <laughs> I don't know why I did that voice, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't be sincere and not <laughs> not be goofy. Yeah, you need to put some filter on. Yeah, here's exactly. a here's a real example that um, I don't know if he'll be listening to this. I don't know if you remember Chris Michelotti from PAX, a really yeah. nice dude. He came to our shows a bunch. 
so he sent us a copy of a game that he's working on that we played on our retreat uh, about like trying to escape a music festival. And it's it's really fun, and like the rules do need some tweaking, but like we all enjoyed the flavor of it. It's a really like interesting game. And uh, I was talking, giving some feedback to Chris, and he was like, "Oh man, I'm so bummed. Like I can't find anybody who wants to work on this with me. Like mm. my, you know, all my friends who are creative want money because they don't want to leave their jobs. And then like he's like, I can't find an artist because they don't want to get paid, and I don't have any money to give. And that's when I realized, like." I mean, probably fisticuffs exist because there were seven or eight of us who could support each other when, you know, you inevitably feel like you don't want to do something that day because everyone has bad days. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we worked on that game for a year and a half. I, I think, re- I really think, um, looking back on it, I, I, I don't think it's what I realized in the moment, but looking back on it, I think fisticuffs is what propelled us to become a business and to be... Yeah. Kind well, legally, it kind of forced us to exactly. But, oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah, but I, I don't know if that's something that we would have done otherwise. Yeah. Uh, it all started with Kevin bringing uh, Bash. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some note cards to our first retreat. We we've kind of set up this um, tradition now of going on a, a retreat in the spring for a weekend just to kind of connect with each other and see what ideas we got brewing. But uh, the very first one. Kevin just brought this multiplayer game with uh, axes and swords and shields and amulets and yeah. it was crazy and fun and like it was uh, four on four and mm. we had a ton of fun with it. We all decided like, yeah, let's let's kind of keep working on this, like keep mm-hmm. keep shaping it, keep molding it, and see what it can be. And we made a small tweak here and small tweak there, and eventually became something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was March 2014, wow. and then June. 2015 is when we did the Kickstarter for it. Yeah. Yeah. May, the the month prior, is when we became a business because we're like, oh, we're asking for (laughs) $10,000. Does somebody want to put this in their bank account? No. (laughs) Okay, let's be a business then. (laughs) Yeah. And then, I mean, that's such a cool thing about the internal dynamics of the group too is I, I feel more and more like this is a group where you can do what you want. Like, there's been a couple times in your story's history where, like, I, there's something I never thought I'd do. I mentioned uh, we got to open for Improvised Star Trek on the 50th pre-anniversary of Star Trek First Contact, <laughs> which was, like, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies, and it's such, like, a dumb thing, but I loved it so much. Or, like, a month ago, all these guys read a He-Man fanfiction I wrote when I was 14, and it made me so happy. Uh... Or, like, I mean, I got to, I, this is true, I told this on the podcast, I got to introduce DC Pearson after sitting on an introduction for him for three years that I, I thought was really great and killer. I don't know if he liked it as much as I, I did, but it still felt really good to do that. And, yeah, I mean, I, I guess what we're saying here is we want to keep on doing things like that, and we're at a point, like, we are a business now as much as we're, well, we're more of a family, but we're also a business. We're a family-owned business. Yeah, yeah. a family-owned business. Yeah. And Fisticuffs is, you know, the, we have this product that is actually starting to generate some income, uh, and now we're looking at the future and we're saying, how do we push this ahead? And so we've come to Patreon, uh, and I mean, I don't, I don't know how the best way to pitch this that we, we haven't already, but I mean, we, we kind of, we just, we would like some help, you know? Um, it This helps us kind of focus on creation, because, you know, when you're talking about, oh, we do these monthly shows, we do this game... I bet a game wouldn't take 16 months if some of us could devote more of ourselves to it, you know? And so I guess that's the ultimate hope of Patreon is, like, we want to make this more of our lives. It's already a huge part of our passions, but the real the reality is we all need to make money, too. So 
I think we want to inch towards that. We're not looking to get rich overnight, but right. we do have a lot of people out there who who have been very gracious to us in the past, and I guess we're talking to you guys now and saying, hey, like, if you help us out, we'll keep doing what we do, and we will also do cool stuff for you guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, this... It, it, it's a great opportunity for anybody who enjoys what we do to also become invested in, in what we're creating. It's a season. She just pledged $5 a month. She's part she... of our, the Nerdalogs Digital Museum. So. <laughs> she never barks. There's some other dog making noise right now. <laughs> or she's really into this cause, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we... we I, I've been with the group five years now. I think it was end of 2011 when I, when I did my first show. Um... So like four and a half, five years, um, and I, I've I've had the wonderful opportunity to see us continue to grow and to see us do bigger and better things and to do shows for more people and to travel to further places and to create have the opportunity to create products that can reach a wider group of people like our like our game and, and trying to figure out what we can do next to get more people seeing it, more people playing it. And we, I think we're at kind of this, this watershed moment where we are, we've done everything we can with the capabilities, uh, that we've set up. Um, we've kind of reached our, our limit and we are looking for help to take that next step. Um, so this is where the friends that we've made, uh, can come in and, and help us out. Uh, if you want to be a part of it, if you want we have various levels with different rewards, so we can either, uh, you can access our archives of your stories from years past, or you can get an annual thank you box, or you can, uh, be one of our first, uh, playtesters, because we have more games that we're working on. That's something that a lot of people in the group really enjoyed, and, uh, we discovered, yeah, this was really hard, but it was also really rewarding, and we want to keep doing it more, but we need help. And that's what we're we're here asking for. I don't know. It does. It feels like weirdly like pledge drivey, and I guess that's <laughs> that's inevitable. Yeah. Uh, and we don't mean to be you know overly sanctimonious about creating comedy and games, but I don't know. I mean, I, what Kevin said earlier, I think, is so true to the statement of the group, which is like we just want to bring people together and, and do cool stuff and you know make people laugh. Like to the to the extreme where if you ever have felt like we insulted you at a show or something we hope that you would tell us like that's how seriously <laughs> yeah. we take inclusivity so like i don't know we do we love you guys a lot and some of our best friends and some of the people we work with are former fans and like you know if you guys want to help us out now hopefully it will pay dividends for you as well by former fans, he means they started as fans, and now they're more. Not that they were like, I'm done with this. Yeah, no, no, they, they're tired of us now. <laughs> this is about a two-year span than they were now, but... Yeah, it is it is weird to ask about this. I, I'm definitely, like, a little warm talking about it, because this isn't something that we've ever done before. No, yeah. Because um, Kickstarter has, like, a tangible, you know, yeah, you get this. It's like a pre-transaction. Although this also has some tangible rewards. Yeah, and I, so I think that if, if you are somebody who is listening to this podcast and has maybe come to our shows or played our game or uh, just has an interest in seeing what else we can do, this is a great opportunity. And if that doesn't sound like something you want to do, then that that's fine too. I hope you still enjoy the things that we make because that's really the most important thing. Definitely, definitely. You know, uh, we we don't have any expectations of people... You know, like, there's no, if you don't donate, we will still be your friend. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Except for you. You know who you are. No, JK. Um, 
Yeah, I think it, it's important to for me to, to look back. And again, I don't want to be too reflective. That's like, we want to keep making things and yeah. new things and all of that. But, you know, I, man, I think about the past six years. I'm like, I don't know if I would have accomplished nearly the things that I've accomplished without being able to sit in a room with people who are so supportive and so creative and like driven by the same things like oh man I <laughs> the the things that we've done the places we've gone the people that we've met um it's just it's it's really marvelous when you think back Man, I think I probably just would have been playing a lot of Tetris <laughs> by myself, <laughs> you know, if uh, if I didn't get to meet so many awesome people and get to work with so many great people. And I think that I think we want to keep doing that. Yeah. And I think we want to continue to welcome people into that process and celebrate celebrate them. Agree. And, and other cool things. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would second that. And yeah, I mean, I, I hope that there's people who have been in our audience who can say that, you know, this, this story I heard or this, this sketch I saw, like, helped me in some weird way. I mean, you never really know, but that's we've, the hope. Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've had people come up to us after shows or something to just be like, wow, I didn't know anyone else felt that way or, you know, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Or we've, we've helped provide feedback on people's games or even sketches or, um, you know, we've, We've done workshops before. We've um, led Monday nights. We've been at the uh, mixer, the mixer, the mixer yeah. and we've we've kind of. Um, I think I think one of the things that we taught the, uh, the the fledgling improvisers there was how to how to have like honest goals and, and stuff like that. And yeah. we, I mean, we, we're certainly by no means experts at what we're doing, but we have you know five times six years of experience <laughs> as a group. Um, and I think anything that we can do to help out other people reach their goals, that's also one of the m- most rewarding things that we've been able to do as groups. Um, so any any chance we have to continue those opportunities, I'm, I'm very excited about. Yeah, agree. I think I think that's a pretty good uh, plug drive. What do you guys think? You got any, any final words you want to say? Should we leave people with some of the stuff that we're planning on and looking forward to doing? Yeah, yeah we definitely should. That's it. So you want to just walk through the goals sequentially? Or, uh, or should uh, we just kind of tease some? Just, I don't know, let's tease some stuff and maybe tell people about some stuff that we have in the pipeline right now, too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, great. I I'll, I can say we're doing a lot of travel shows coming up, yeah. uh, which is really exciting. We'll be in Bloomington, Indiana. If you're hearing this when it comes out this Friday at a conference called... Uh, the combine. the combine, yeah, and then we would be at. Ooh, I guess I don't know if I should say this at a, a probably, <laughs> almost definitely at a major independent comic book convention that is somewhere in the mountain zone in June. Uh, we're still waiting on that official email that will be coming this week, but we are told by one of the organizers, "Hey, you guys are good." So, yeah, um, that's pretty sweet. Uh, we are working on new games, maybe something related to fisticuffs, but also things that aren't. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of pokers in the fire. We, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how how vague we want to yeah. be. Uh, um, some some people in the group are working on a remounting a musical. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Based on a, a sitcom that maybe just got mm-hmm. revived on uh, Netflix. <laughs> uh, of course, we're talking about love. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are maybe new podcasts coming. Uh, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
kind of our our biggest like like let's say this takes off and a, a million people hear this episode and and you're also touched by what we said the monthly shows could make a return this is not something that will happen all that soon i would guess yeah, but yeah. we're ready to to do this again and to do them up better i mean kevin used the analogy it was like our snl if you want to see what our snl would really be like man give us some time on patreon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> seriously but yeah, we're, I mean, we got game nights, we got, uh, um, your stories is gonna get a, a nice little upgrade here with, with your help. That's a way that we can actually tangibly give back to people. Um, uh, but you'll hear about that maybe, uh, shortly. Really, anything is gonna help us. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we just wanna be able to, to gear up and, and do this stuff the best that we can. Yeah. And that's the kind of help that we're looking for. Yeah. Any money takes the pressure off and helps us invest it in cooler ways to get the word out. Yeah. It really does. Because I think each of us are probably about minus two to three thousand dollars for the lifetime of our of our tenure with this group. Not counting our time, which like yeah. good lord. Yeah. Which is at least worth minimum wage. Yeah. Um, according to the federal government. Um <laughs> Yeah, it just, it, this is my favorite thing in the whole world, um, is the Nerdalogs. It's my, it's been an honor and a pleasure to be a part of this group. It's my number one goal to, to make, to make sure that this group keeps making the things that it wants. Um, and, and like I said, at every, every turn we've, we've made, we've had people there to tell us that they liked it, they appreciated it, and they wanted more. And that's just what we want to do. We want to make so many things. So many things. We will become an empire. <laughs> Get in on the ground floor, I, and you will be spared. I don't know. I don't know if this is too inside, but I, I, I want to echo what Joe said as far as like it being his favorite thing. I, there's been, I mean, every time someone leaves the group, you have a little bit of like, okay, like how much do we want to keep doing this, losing someone who's so important because it is like a family, and it invariably hurts a little, even if you don't take it personally. You know, it's a bummer. And I, I think the, those of us who are left, like, we're in it, man. So, yeah. like, we're going to do cool stuff regardless of this. But, man, if you want to see some really cool stuff, help us out. <laughs> it's going to be rad. Yeah. Wait till you get a load of this. I don't know what this will be, but it's one of the things that we our, our remake of Batman 89. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Ooh, that's Joe's cool. playing a Jack Nicholson Joker. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? No. Oh. <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> no, but. Batman. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the future and creating more awesome things and connecting with, with more great people like like, the, like you guys who are listening right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we might as well kick this off now because our the first, like, the re- basis reward level on Patreon is we will thank you in a podcast yeah. for helping us out. And, you know, we did a kind of a soft launch yesterday. And we got a few bites, so I I just want to extend a heartfelt thanks to uh, Ed Soderberg, of course. Dude, I mean, obviously Ed. Ed oh my god, Ed's the champion. And Nora Seidman. Nora, perfect yes. examples of people who started as fans and became some of our best friends. Yeah. With a capital F. Justin yeah. Thomas, who I don't know, Justin Thomas, but Justin, you're amazing, man. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank and, you. And Nathan Smith, who gave the amazing amount of two dollars and sixty nine cents. Nathan. <laughs> We love you. You're a Never change. Two sixty nine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, bro. Nice. Uh, cool. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for everything. 
We'll be back next week with another Our Stories. I think we'll probably record in Bloomington. And then we're going to have a Your Stories live episode for the next... Actually, we have a ton of live episodes coming up, so it's going to be a real good time. And keep watching our Facebook page, our Twitter, and our Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Nerdalogs is where you can donate. P.S. And uh, that's it, I think. AC is getting in all our faces now, so it's probably time to wrap. (laughs) Bye! Bye, everybody! This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome! Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.